theme of our meditation today is can't go any farther, and it's based upon a portion of the epistle lesson previously read this morning. You may be seated. My dear Christian friends, he was pleading. He was pleading with God. Pleading with his Heavenly Father. Not just once. Not just twice. But three times. The Apostle Paul was pleading with our Heavenly Father to remove a thorn in his flesh. Now before we go much farther, let's just keep in mind, Paul was no lightweight when it comes to pain. The Apostle Paul was a man who was ultimately shipwrecked. The Apostle Paul was a man who was beaten within an inch of his life. The Apostle Paul was thrown into prison in some of the most squalid conditions one could possibly imagine. The Apostle Paul was run out of town time and time again. And all he would have to do to not have that kind of pain was to give up his confession of Jesus. To quit talking about Jesus as the Son of God. To stop talking uh, about the fact that Jesus laid down his life for the sins of the world. To quit talking about the fact that Jesus had had risen from the dead. But he didn't. And now, after remaining firm in the faith, remaining strong in what he confessed, now he's got this, this thorn in the flesh that is just about ready to overwhelm him. Now think about it. I don't know about you, if I get something in my eye and it starts to hurt and I'm trying to get that out of my eye, I really don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to get into a conversation. I just want to get that thing out of my eye. It hurts. I want to rinse it out. We know what it's like. It's probably good. It's probably good that we don't know what that thorn in the flesh was. Oh, scholars have speculated about it, but we really don't know what was that thorn in the flesh. And the reason it's, it's good is because all of us have had a thorn in the flesh. Maybe have one now. We see thorns in the flesh with, with bereavement, mental illness, addictions, issues of problems within a family or problems at work, diseases that afflict us, illnesses that seemingly overwhelm us. We know what a thorn in the flesh is and we don't necessarily like it. And the Apostle Paul didn't like it. But it's not from a lack of faith here. For goodness sake, we see Paul's faith. We see his proclamation. He was the one who was sent to the Gentiles. 
This is not a, 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 a lack of faith, although at times people will say, well, what about the, that woman in Capernaum who touched the hem of Jesus' robe? Remember what Jesus said to her? Your faith has made you well. Well, then maybe it's the other way. You don't have a strong enough faith. Maybe that's why you're sick. I mean, faith healers have prayed upon this for years. Come to Jesus' moment. Come on up here. If I touch you, you're going to be healed. You're going to get up and walk. And if you don't, well, it's not my problem. It's you. You lack faith. That is one of the worst vulgarities one could ever mention. To say to somebody who has a thorn in the flesh, to say to somebody who is ill, the reason you're ill, the reason you're sick, is because you lack faith. When we see the Apostle Paul, when we see all of the disciples and the work that they did and the pain that they endured on a constant basis. So how do you get rid of this? How, how, how do you get rid of this, this, this thorn in the flesh? How do you deal with a problem? Well, sometimes the best way to deal with a problem for some people is just to ignore it. Let it go. Sometimes it actually works. But sometimes it gets worse. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And you say to yourself, if only I had dealt with this immediately, right off the bat, things might have been different. For others, it's uh, deal with the problem by telling somebody else to take care of it for you. I can remember, it's still in my ears. Mom! Mom! My, brothers and sis my brother and sister would call out, Bill's teasing us! Tell him to stop! Think of Mary and Martha. Martha said, Hey, hey! Tell, tell Mary to get back in here. She's a little lazy. She's not taking care of things. I can remember doing marital counseling. And every so often I would get a couple in and one of them would say, you know, Pastor, my husband, my wife is driving me nuts. Tell them to stop it. And of course I would. That was it. Everything was fine. Perfect marriage again, right? Just like an Ozzie and Harriet moment. Everything was perfect. Sometimes we ask God to take it. How many times have you prayed for people that have come across the prayer chain? How many times have you been in this sanctuary or other sanctuaries, and you have prayed for individuals within our congregation? How many times have you have prayed for people who are, who are ill, people who are suffering from other issues, family members of, of friends? How many times have we prayed? As a congregation, how many times have we prayed 
when we had all of these building programs going on, how we prayed for planning commission, city council members, how we prayed for the workers, how we prayed for our fundraiser, all of the things that we as congregational members praying for our ministries. And many, many, many times, God gave us an answer that was yes. And we all said, that's God's will. There it is, God's will. What happens when the answer is not yet? What happens if the answer is no? Is that not God's will? Have we gone off the beam here? You see, so often we begin to think, what have I done? What should I have done that would bring about a yes answer from God? And maybe God's answer to you, to me, to the church is no. That's not the way. That's what he said to Paul. And what does he say to Paul, though? He says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. And in that weakness, God can be glorified. What God was saying to the Apostle Paul is that the answer to your prayer is not very far away. It's right there. God's grace is sufficient. It wasn't the Apostle Paul and his incredible intellect. It wasn't the Apostle Paul and his eloquence of speech. It wasn't the Apostle Paul and his passion. It was the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life on a good Friday and took his sins away, and then our Lord Jesus Christ rose up. And that God, by his grace and the work of the Holy Spirit, that's why Paul could say, my grace, God's grace, is sufficient for me, even in weakness, even with this thorn in the flesh, even when I think I can't go any farther. I actually can. Because God is with me. Jesus said to all of us, Lo, I am with you always, even to the close of the age. He is in our hearts. Our Lord Jesus Christ isn't some five miles down the road. He isn't on some other planet. He's right here. He's with us. There's our comfort. There's the blessing that you and I have. Even when God says no, He's saying yes. Yes to you. Yes to your life. Yes to your walk. I don't know about you, but this last year and a half seemed like a thorn in the flesh to me. thorn in the flesh to our country, a thorn in the flesh to our world. So many people sick throughout this world. So many people have died. At times, not able to join together. Not to be fed with the sacrament on a weekly basis. For some, maybe the answer was just to ignore it and go away. Didn't. 
For some, it's to ask somebody else to deal with it. Even God. But God's answer wasn't a yes immediately. We pray that sooner or later all of this will be taken away. But you see now, as things have begun to turn around, as we now are in worship together, as you and I can come before the Lord's altar and rejoice in the very fact that we are fed with the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, just when it seemed maybe a year ago we couldn't go any farther, God said, oh yes, you can. And now the ministry of Community Lutheran Church begins to bloom again. And yes, I know. Jim Meyer is going to leave us. There's some issues over at the satellite in terms of real estate. What a great time to be a part of Community Lutheran to pray God's blessings upon Jim's ministry and look forward to the person who's going to come to take his place. What an incredible time to be a part of Community Lutheran Church. 50 plus starts. Bible classes start. Ministries begin to regenerate. It's an exciting time. And I know that some go, we just want to get back to normal. Well, there were some parts of a year and a half ago normal that I don't want anything to do with. And there are some parts that we can be excited about what the new normal is. We've got two wonderfully energetic pastors. We've got a wonderful staff. And we've got a young lady who's coming, who's going to be learning, interning. Can it get any better for her? That's the blessing of our church. That's Community Lutheran Church. That's the blessing that we have. God's called you. And we can say, here am I. Send me. Let me be a part of it now. Let me be energized by it now. Let me be excited about it now. Let me display my faith now. And that's not to minimize the thorns in the flesh. That's why we reach to one another why we touch one another and share with one another. It is a great day. It is a time that you and I have come forward this day and we know that in the midst of our weakness we are strong because our Lord Jesus Christ came into this world. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave his life for this world. He gave this life for you and me in this world. Our Lord with us right now in this world because our Lord Jesus Christ crucified is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. We rise for